Hi, I'm Sadek. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 75 of Shades of Brown. Uh, and this week, first, we're going to be talking about uh, new computers. Because, uh, well, uh, as of two hours ago, uh, I guess two or so hours ago, uh, my build, my new computer build, uh, PC rig, is uh, is completed. Uh, there's there's going to be a link to my parts list, but uh, we're going to talk about uh, why and why what's going on why i decided to build a new computer uh, so actually firstly firstly i need i need to ask you why did you go for with another um custom built windows computer versus any other option because it's it's the, it's the one thing that fits most of my needs right like it actually really all of my needs really like like i, I don't see any 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 downside to a custom windows built over literally any other option right like 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 it's the one option that gives me the most flexibility. Like I get to dictate like how much power and how much I want to spend, uh, and like how much uh, like I, I can build something that's that lasts long term. I'm, I'm keep intent on keeping this using this build for a long time because uh, it is it is a significant build and it is a significant expense as well. Uh, so that's that's my sort of reasoning for going with another Windows computer. Nothing else on the market is. is uh, I don't know what what other other options there. Are. There are no other options on this. Well, I mean, you know, there's always besides like Max, you could have gone for something like Wild, like a Surface Studio or something like that, right? So there are some options, but I mean, I guess you're right for what you need. Yeah, like with the Surface Studio, I'd have to make compromises, right? I I, I can't choose the parts I want, right? And and this and and then, then the things I want are different than what a Surface Studio uh, offers, right? Uh, so, so um but the things you want though is is good linux compatibility one of them i i, I wasn't that wasn't my goal <laughs> but uh, uh if actually I, how do these parts fare of linux like, would this computer fine. actually be good uh, it should be fine i i don't see any part that is going to be incompatible with linux like linux kernel this is, is pretty good uh nvidia drivers for linux are all right uh so like uh, there's no problem with this build for Linux, mm. but uh, Linux was so um, you're gonna install Gen two then? Is that is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> that sounds like a good way to waste <laughs> CPU power. Uh, but uh, no. I mean, you have all the CPU power now. I like, do, okay, yes. so like, even though it's in the show notes, like, what's a quick rundown? What's in this box? Okay, I mean, let's 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 go down the list here. So CPU, uh, this is a coffee like processor, uh, i seven eight zero eight six K, which is a which is a, a sort of a special limited edition processor. Uh, for Intel's 40th anniversary, right? Uh, they had to release like a, it's slightly faster than the 700K, but not really worth the premium, but whatever. Uh, so the motherboard was, uh, okay, uh, feel free to, uh, uh, make fun of me. Uh, this is the Asus ROG, uh, Maximum X Hero, uh, board, uh, which is, which is, which is a very good board, mind you. Uh, thirty-two gigs. So, but yeah, go but, ahead. But why, why a Core i seven over over a Ryzen chipset? Because I mean, if you're doing mostly like gaming stuff, right? Or sorry, let me get this. Let me get this straight. If you're mostly doing gaming stuff, right? Like Ryzen's pretty. No, comparable. it is. It is. It is not. Like at this level, Ryzen that Ryzen two seven hundred X. I did look into the Ryzen two seven hundred X. I asked people about it, and I looked into it as well. Uh. The two seven hundred X is not comparable at this level of performance. Uh, like, how about a Threadripper? Or would a Threadripper just be too much overkill? Uh, too, or too costly. Probably, probably too much, and also probably 
too hot and too power hungry, right? Uh, mm. and, yeah, so that's that's my sort of reasoning for going Intel again. Uh, Intel still at the high end is still offering the best performance if you're willing to pay for it, that is. Uh, and then RAM-wise, I decided to go all out as well. So RAM is... Uh, well, not all out as in like capacity wise, but speed wise. So it's 32 gigs of, uh, DDR4 at three, three, 3200, right? So that's like the maximum, uh, DDR4 speeds you can get. Uh, which, which, which I needed for some games that, that seem to rely on higher RAM speeds than others. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey being one of them. Uh, so that's, that's memory. I also have, I mean, the storage wise, it's nothing special. It's, uh, just, uh, Samsung. I feel like you know. I don't want to judge you here. I don't want to judge you on your on your solid state storage stuff. But why not a terabyte? I feel like you could have gone all out and just like <laughs> because I already have more. As, like this, this was just the OS drive. This was just a replacement for the OS drive. I already have. Uh, I already have another. Like I have another five hundred gig SSD from my old build, and uh, and I'm reusing my old OS OS drive as another SSD. So yeah, I, I have I have plenty of. Uh, Flash storage, uh, okay, okay. storage. So it's that's why I went for five hundred. Five hundred for the OS drive is, I think, more than enough. Uh, no, no, absolutely. Uh, and the real ridiculous thing is, is the video card, right? Uh, the video card, the GeForce uh, RTX twenty eighty Ti, right? This is the big one. This is the thing that costs the most in, in the entire build. Uh, uh, and yeah, that's that's that's. It's a big card. It's it's uh, it takes three slots uh, the, the, uh, the uh the sort of motherboard, right? Like it like this three slots of space rather. Uh and it's good. It's it's, it's really, really good. Like eleven gigs of video RAM obviously, but like also performance wise, it's it's the single uh best performance card you get until uh uh NVIDIA releases the the new Titan cards uh some point this year. Uh, okay, so, so I have a question. Um, yeah. Do you know how the My Timeline feature is always laggy as fuck? If you open it right now, does it drop frames? I need no. to know this. No. Okay. So, okay. So, <laughs> see. So, like, uh, one thing I noticed is because I also got, like, the other part of this build was the was the new monitor, uh, the ROG Swift uh, PG279Q, right? So, 27 inch, mm-hmm. uh, 1440p and 100, 165 hertz. Uh, and at, at those, at those, at those refresh rates, scrolling is, is very smooth. Like any window you move around, you can, you can feel the, uh, the difference because it's very, very, very smooth. Uh, so it's like it, using one of those yeah. iPads that have promotion on it, basically. Yes. I, yeah. Like it, it's, it's, un, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. Like, like, oh, when I first got this, I was just like moving windows around to see how, uh, like I was just moving windows around just to see how smooth it was, right? Uh, it's scrolling. Mm-hmm. Like even in like Mastodon, like scrolling inside Mastodon web app is like smoother. Uh, Finally, is... a computer that can run Mastodon and Chrome <laughs> with no performance problems. <laughs> Finally, it only took it only took what is it thirty two gigs of RAM, a five hundred dollar a Core i seven, and a two thousand uh, dollar GPU. It's, it's the but monitor, is, really. Yeah, this is this uh, is Mastodon how Gargon meant it to be <laughs> experienced. Oh God! Oh God! Oh my God! Mastodon for real gamers. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> but yeah, this build is, uh, I, I did test some games before I started uh, recording this. I tested, uh, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, uh, and Assassin's Creed Odyssey on ultra high 1440p can run at, uh, at a smooth 60, uh, which is, 
incredible, by the way. It's, it's really, it looks very good. Uh, obviously I, I tested like the stuff I play a lot, uh, like Overwatch, uh, obviously Ultra 144, right? Uh, um, uh, I haven't, I, I'm going to test some more games, right? Uh, like I have Call of Duty Black Ops, uh, for installed, right? I want to test that, uh, test Fortnite. Uh, I know Fortnite can run at 144 for sure. And also like, I want to see, but this could probably run actually like PUBG will probably run very good on this, right? Maybe I, 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 I like not I, at this point. If it, if on this computer, PUBG, it, it, if PUBG yeah. has any performance problems, the game's just it's. I'm I'm done with this game. Like if you come back to me and like if you somehow try like PUBG on it, you say and it, it if it runs like trash, then I'm done. Yeah, like but the thing is, I don't want to buy PUBG. Like that's that's the one thing. I don't, like I don't want to spend oh, money. On oh, oh, right, right. It's not free, right? Or it's, yeah. it's it's I don't I don't have the I don't have a copy of it. I'm not I'm not interested in buying it. Like it's not a game I'm interested in really. But uh. All the games I want to run, uh, and probably will run, uh, like, uh, I'm planning on trying out Destiny 2 on this thing to just to see how it looks, right? Like, just to see how, like, the effects turned up to max and stuff, like, how, how that performs. Uh, so it should be fun. Uh, I'm already having a lot of fun. So any questions before we move on, I guess? Um, so. You plan to keep this for like a decade, right? Like this is a decade build. Like maybe, like I feel yeah, like it's, oh, five years, five years, maybe. Ten, I feel like this computer will still be able to play like modern games in about yeah, like yeah, six or seven sure. years. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> six hundred years. <laughs> but yeah, this is this is this was like uh, this was meant for long term, right? Uh, I, I this is this is why like uh, like this is why I built like a PC that's like ridiculous, really. Like also, um. Even though, like, the, the GPU is as much as what my laptop costs, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is that price only that high because of Bitcoin miners? Or is that, like, the actual cost no. of the GPU? Uh, uh, so, NVIDIA this year, drove, like, the price of the the sort of the highest-end NVIDIA cards, like the TI and the, the 80s cards, uh, NVIDIA bumped up the price this year. I don't know why. Uh, I don't think anybody knows why they bumped up the price, but they did price up, bump up the price, uh, for the highest end cards by like, by like, by a grand basically. Uh, like, like the, my 980 Ti when I bought it, which is still a very good card, by the way. Uh, 980 Ti was a, a, a 1000, like 1000 or so Canadian dollars when I bought it. Right. Uh, and this is like 2000, uh, thousand Canadian dollars, right? Uh, so, like, yeah, like the pr- just the price of the highest end G- NVIDIA cards have gone up. And the problem is also that NVIDIA doesn't really have a comp- any competition. Like, AMD is not a competition at this level for them. So, uh, there's nothing NVIDIA, like, AMD provides that can even come close uh, to the power and performance and also, like, power, like power usage. Uh, wise, uh, mm. and like heat dissipation and stuff like that. So like Nvidia is just like monopoly on, on the GPU market at this point, which is not good, by the way. It's not, it's like, that's not obviously not a good thing, but that's sort of the reality of it at this, at this stage. Although, um, do you plan on, so I know we've, we've done a couple. We did a stream last week, right? So instead of an episode, uh, do you think you're going to get more into streaming? Because at this point, you can probably like, stream 1080p 60 or even you know if you can get some games run at full resolution you'll probably do that while also having obs and all that fancy stuff yeah I, 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 I i'm planning on streaming some more yeah i'm definitely planning on streaming to uh, uh I, i'll probably get uh 
like the new Hitman game or something. I want to stream that a little bit. Uh, so there are, there are things that I want to stream, but it's, yeah. I mean, also too, you could probably like, you know, like, you know, since PeerTube's now starting to get a little more stable, you know, we can now start doing stuff like putting a <clears throat> gaming videos oh on PeerTube and all that fun stuff. I, 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 I don't even know how to get started on that. I don't even know, like, how I would make, like, a Let's Play. Like, doing a Let's Plays are harder than you think it is. It's, it's a lot of work. Uh, no, no. It's but, like you have to, you have to, if he's, it's, you have to cut footage, right? Like, most people who play, most people who do Let's Plays, they do, like, slight cuts of, like, some boring stuff, right? Like, it's not, it's not just, like, a stream of consciousness the entire time. Like, Let's Plays are edited down a bit. And, like, that's, there's a lot of work involved. Yeah, also, like, you have to, like, you have to be interesting, right? Like, you have to, like, that's, that's a lot of talking, <laughs> right? Uh, Podcasting prepared me for this, man. You got it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, but, yeah. I don't know if I want to do Let's Plays, but, uh, at some point, I kind of want to do like some Assassin's Creed Let's Plays of like the older games, but that's like a long-term thing. So uh, wait, so I guess how how does like how do older PC games work, right? Like, say for you have this card, right? Mm-hmm. And say you like run Assassin's Creed One on it. Obviously, everything's running at ultra, but are, is are you, is there like any way to like upscale the game to resolution that might have not natively supported? Prob- probably not. Like you, you probably get the textures you get, right? Just. Uh, uh, Although unless, you could probably like brute force like some fancier new types of um like anti-aliasing, right? Like obviously, obviously you're using mods at this point, right? Like yeah, it's not or, like or like or like using your cards, uh, like the G the GeForce uh, GeForce has some stuff where you can manually like like force anti-aliasing stuff. Uh, oh right, uh, yeah. I, I've never actually tried that stuff. Uh, no need for it usually most of the time, but you know that's something you can do if you really want to. Uh, but I mean, you can have, you can finally place TNT in every single block in the Minecraft world and not oh have God. it crash your computer. Fucking Java. Java's still going to crash <laughs> somehow. Like, I would imagine it's, it's not It's, it's not going to run resources. out of resources, though. It's going to crash because Java's, like, poop, not because, like, <laughs> your computer did something wrong. Yeah, probably. So that's, that's sort of my build. Uh, as I mentioned, I'm going to have, there's a link to the PC part picker, uh, parts list. So if you want to take a look, uh, there's some pictures. Uh, I, ha- I have RGB RAM, which which lights up. By the way, uh, okay. And, and the thing is that, that 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 light, I can't see it when the case is closed because my case is opaque, right? Uh, so, so it's just for the whimsy, right? You know, just just a little bit. Just um, a little fun. So I just uh, I just want to say if. If if you if you have dope RGB lights in your computer but you never see them, do you really have dope RGB lights in your computer? Whoa, dude! <laughs> uh, uh, oh my god, you, that's a, yeah, yeah. All right, that's the end of that segment. I think Christian, you I think you wanted to talk about your uh, your your new wish new MacBook Pro. Uh, um. So yeah. So I think we I mentioned it briefly like a month ago, but so. When I started doing all this podcast stuff, right, I had a 12-inch MacBook, the uh, the the baseline one, like the one 256 gigs of, of, of storage, um, a Core M3, uh, which has now been rebranded to the Core i5Y series, I believe, or like Intel did some funny business with it, where it's, M is no longer what they use in their latest processors, but I think it's like Core i3Y series. It's like the same. It's a similar version of what's in the new MacBook Air, right? They just did like some rebranding because everyone was very well aware of how slow the M series of processors was. <laughs> and yeah. uh, so that, that it had eight gigs of DDR3 RAM, I believe, but Ooh, it was low, yeah. low, lower clock speed. DDR3 RAM. And um, that computer was... Uh, so, 
I love the portability of it, right? Like that was a very, it was a cutesy computer. It was nice. It fit in your bag. Um, the keyboard was a piece of shit. I've had to, I had to bring it in about three times. Was it three or four times? Uh, yeah, it's three times. I lost count at this point. Uh, I had to get to display replace twice because uh, I had banding the first time. And then the second time, the replacement display they gave me um, had yellowing in the backlight. And since I'm a display snob, I noticed those things. And because it's a computer I spent a grand on, I especially noticed those things. Yeah. So I, 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 like, I finally got it repaired for the last time. And I'm like, I'm just going to get a new laptop. So I ended up... Um, this is back when Apple was doing their back-to-school discount earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I sold that laptop and got their back-to-school discount and ended up picking up the... So without the discount rate, it's the two grand, uh 13-inch MacBook Pro that has the 2.3, or 2.3 gigahertz quad-core, 8th generation Core i5, uh, a Retina screen rate, all that fancy stuff, a Iris Plus um, 655, 8 gigs of DDR3... Well, it's LP DDR3 RAM, and it's at a higher clock speed. Uh, half a terabyte of flash storage and four Thunderbolt three ports. So his eighth generation is 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 coffee like? Is that I, coffee like? Is that ours? <laughs> I don't know at all. I'm going to be entirely honest with you. Okay. I have lost track. I think this year's it's this year's one. It's this year's. So I think coffee like. Can you can you give me the model number? I can look it up. Apple does not have the model number on there, so we'll just see. Uh, system preference, like if you go to click on the Apple logo, and you go. To oh right, right. So we we'll go to about this Mac, like about this Mac. Yeah, it just says two point three gigahertz Intel Core i five. If I go to system report, will it tell me? Um, it might. Yeah, the system report might say that. Yeah. No, it just says uh, processor name Core i five. Um, okay, that's fine. I mean, eight generation means like it's very like Intel's naming schemes are ridiculous yeah so it's this year's one it's this year's refresh of the of the mobile chips um and this is the i think this has been a while though that since you've been able to get a quad core i think on a 13 inch because i write because um they're feeling the heat from the thread ripper uh literally (laughs) (laughs) until ended up bumping up right they bumped up the core count on the uh on the chips right because it's like it was baseline right because if you wanted a hexacore or a um octa-core uh core i7 you'd have to go for their workstation class right they never they didn't have that in the consumer line yeah but they ended up bumping up some of the consumer stuff to have those because of amd this year yeah 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 but um let's 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 be let's be let's be real here the computer you bought is expensive but not overpriced for the parts no it isn't the computer i bought is expensive and overpriced for the parts Mm. because it's a mac (laughs) like you can get a um, a Windows laptop, like a Dell XPS or something like that, yeah, that yeah, has Dell, yeah. this exact same build for about a couple hundred dollars cheaper, like a thousand five hundred. And you can yeah. probably get one with like dedicated GPU in it as well. Because the um, none of the thirteen inches still come with dedicated GPUs. If you want like a, a Vega, I think it's a it's a fifteen AMD inch, Vega. right? Yeah, fifteen yeah. inch only comes with the Vega GPUs. And and I, I, I don't know if you want the Vega GPUs. I don't know how the, how good the Vega GPUs are. Uh, but they're probably not great. It's it's fine for well a it's like I don't know if any of Nvidia's stuff supports metal right now or if the like, drivers are it, good. It, Apple has a bad relationship with Nvidia for a while now. Uh, yeah, GPUs. because all of um the external GPUs, right? They're all AMD ones. That's all the ones that Apple tell you you should get. If I know Nvidia makes their own drivers, but like I don't know, I'd probably end up getting if I got an external GPU for this computer, I'd probably end up getting an AMD chip just because uh, the OS natively supports it and. Uh, metal when when metal when metal runs well it's actually pretty nice because like this computer even though it only has a iris plus like 655 right and it's sharing and it's just sharing it uses the regular ram right there's no dedicated vram mm. it still runs like fortnite runs when it wants to um <laughs> 
So let's. The Mac version of Fortnite is apparently a metal game, but it is the most buggiest piece of shit I've ever ran before. <laughs> Half the time it refuses to launch. Um, you get into a match and like, I, I bump the game to low. I only get 30 frames. I bump the Oof. game to ultra. I only get 30 frames. So I don't know if that's a bug or from CPU bound, but it's that weird. That feels like you're uh, CPU bound, uh, honestly. That, that, that sounds like CPU bound issues. Because there's maybe not much issues. of a performance delta between bumping up the, uh, all of the effects in the game. Like obviously no, if yeah, I start playing a resolution, right? I can get near 45 ish, but yeah. um, just like, yeah, at, at like weird. Uh, something at like is 14, wrong. Like, 40. I don't know if it's, so, yeah, I don't know if it's the CPU or uh, RAM or mm. something, but, but uh, even this computer is not made for games. I don't play games on this computer because it's a Mac. You don't buy Macs for gaming by a uh, ROG <laughs> branded <laughs> thing. Uh, oh, but no, so God. The, the question, right? Like, why why a MacBook Pro versus a Windows computer? Since I just said like this is overpriced and all that stuff. Uh-huh. Um I am I am I did not pick up any software that is cross platform when I started doing podcasting. Uh-huh. So You're stuck basically. I Instead my of, whole like yeah. when I take the price of computer consideration, I'm also considering the price of software. Because right, I have so far I wanna say it's it's below it's not it's not more than eight hundred, but it's like seven hundred, eight hundred dollars worth of software that I bought for the podcast network, right? There's Audio Hijack. There's all of the Rogue Amoeba stuff. There's Logic. Um, there's all the plugins that I bought for Logic, like R- Isotope, RX Essentials, yep, all that yep. stuff. And yeah, then it some adds of up. The, yep. so, and the only one that's, that's cross-platform is the Isotope one. The rest of anything I bought, I would probably have to switch to... Um, there's this one that Marco's talked about before on like ADP. Uh, I don't remember the name of it. But then there's obviously there's Adobe stuff. But um, I love myself, so I don't touch Creative Cloud. Yeah, like Adobe Audition, I think is for uh, is the is the pro. Yeah, Adobe Audition. Uh, um, there's another one, or I always look at Ardor, right, or some of the open source ones. But um, mm. yeah. So so that's why I because it's like I I was thinking about it, just like you know, just saying fuck it and getting like a Surface laptop or something, right? Yeah. Because um, a I've had services before and I like Microsoft's thing, you know, Panos is Bay, but it was just like I I if I'm buying a new computer, I really don't want to have to rebuy software and learn a new workflow and all of that. Yeah, exactly. I I, I get that. Like uh, like for me, like, it's not like like it is a software also restriction, but it's not like software as in like 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 production software, but like games, right? I I can't. Like, there's there's a lot of I have a lot of games that are you know Windows only and run well on Windows, right? Like you know. So like that's that that's that's a significant investment. Like that is a lot of money spent on games uh, that I cannot play. Uh, so so that's why that's why yeah. the Windows PC. Although uh, I do want to say the Touch Bar is useless. Like I've so <laughs> the, the the Touch Bar has been useful in one situation, and that is Logic when I'm editing podcasts because okay. I can do like adjust gain for specific tracks on the fly, or you can do like little effects on the fly. Or if you're making music, you can use that like a, as a shitty MIDI keyboard or like a drum. You know, you can have like um like a drum pad on it which is actually pretty interesting like if you're just fucking around like it actually makes sense right instead of like using the keyboard uh for that but outside of those applications like yeah it's pretty useless right (laughs) like touch id useful um yeah touch id yeah having like a slider for volume and stuff instead of like uh half stop buttons is actually i like that but as a whole i i just feel like apple made this and they haven't iterated on it because i don't think the idea is bad but I, no. it's like entering emoji or like doing autocorrect. I don't look at my keyboard when I'm typing, right? So, so I'll be typing a word and like autocorrect pops on the touch bar. I'm like, that's great. But at the same time, but you're not I'm looking, not at looking it, right? there. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, if if you if you are proficient with the keyboard, you're not looking at the keyboard, right? You're not you're not you're not looking down at it. Uh, 
So the, yeah, that's yeah the touch bar. It's, it's commonly. Yeah. Uh, I, I wonder if they're going to improve that with the next. But I mean, even then, they could just update the software on it. It's like it's a fucking screen. Like it's an OLED screen. I they could just update the software on this. Yeah, they update um, macOS and they update the software. And, Although they have uh, one problem I've noticed with this is that um, it does not have true tone. So you'll have different color temperatures on your touch bar versus your screen, oh. which um, like almost no one I'm pretty sure notices except for me. Yeah, except for you probably. Like that is a very specific thing to notice. Yes. Like especially if it goes into um, night mode, right? Where, uh, you know, you get like that flux mm-hmm. style mode. It mm-hmm. doesn't tint the touch bar. So that's the like uh-huh. that bluish, uh, that cool oh, temperature when the screen that's... goes warm. And I only noticed that, but it's like, mm-hmm. hmm. Although, so outside of that, um, like it is, it is a Mac, right? So the screen's great. This new keyboard, I love it. I because I like the butterfly switches. I just hated that you know my laptop's keyboard kept breaking. But mm-hmm. um, since they put uh, condoms on all of the key switches, <laughs> uh, it's actually been pretty great, and it is quieter, oh, which God. I do appreciate. Yeah. Uh, so, although this this. It's, it's, I, I still, I don't know. I don't know if I can like recommend people getting new Macs because it's like, like, I mean, if you want a Mac, like get one. But like, if I'm just saying, like, uh, for most people at this point, I'm just like, get an iPad or get a Chromebook. If you don't do like, you know, uh, like yeah, creative like work, hard creative work. Yeah. Like, like honestly, or, or consider Windows, right? Uh, like, I'm, I'm saying this like seriously. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, uh, we listen to a lot of like podcasts where it's, it's like, dominated by Mac users, right? But uh, but I think Windows is just just fine for everything, really. Like, like yeah, like the, the baseline service laptop is a good computer. The only yeah. bad thing is that it doesn't have USB-C with Thunderbolt, like we talked about the other day, but that's only because I'm weird and I want to, like, daisy-chain 4,000 yeah, GPUs. The, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, like, Windows is fine for basically everybody, and Windows 10 is... Uh, all right, uh... My, uh, sans the Microsoft fucking up uh, updates every uh, once in a while with uh, with their stuff. But at the very least, um, for the October ones, in their credit, they haven't been rolling it out to people. The only people who have had those bugs have been folks who have manually updated, right? Because like they they hold back on the auto updates. I was one of those people who manually updated, but I didn't get the bug, which I guess I consider myself lucky uh, on that front. But. Uh, yeah, like it's uh, Microsoft is is yeah, it's, hire some QA people, folks. Uh, that's how that works. Uh, so we're gonna move on to yet another Google story, uh, and it's not good. Uh, we, we're gonna be talking about Dragonfly, right? Uh, this was uh, this was a big big article in the in the Intercept uh, by Ryan Gallagher. Uh, uh, the title is uh, Google shut out privacy and security teams from secret uh, China project. The secret China project is, is what is called Project Dragonfly. Uh, so it, the, so I'm going to read like the, the, the objective. The objective was uh, to build a search engine for China that would censor broad categories of information about uh, human rights, democracy, uh, and peaceful project. Sorry, peaceful protest. Uh, so, so this was this was a this was a sort of like a very hush hush project at Google, right? Uh, only key key uh, project members were like high level project members were aware uh, 
uh, like the meetings were kept very hush hush. You know, uh, there was uh, one of the sources uh, for this article is is it was a former uh, former Google engineer, uh, like a fourteen year old veteran, uh, Jonathan Zunger, uh, who was pres- present at some of the early meetings and like uh, like he like he did like a he did like a whole review and like he mentioned how like Google executives, like especially Belmont, Scott Belmont, uh, Google's head of operations, uh, in China and one of the key architects of this project, uh, like did not see like the cons- concerns that Zunger brought up as, uh, any significant or merit a change, uh, in, in the project's direction. Right. So like, like this whole thing. Like uh, the more I keep getting, like the, this is like first of many, like this is the many story. Like there was the one about Andy Rubin, right? Uh, we talked about a few episodes ago. Uh, there was there's this story, like oh, like what is going on inside? Like I, I I'm like I don't understand. Uh, like like what like why is this? Like Google at some point mentioned that they they weren't interested in China because. Uh, because of the because of the human rights uh, issues with having Google in in China, uh, so Christian, what do you think about the story? I think that this is a I don't so we we have we've had Google right claim to be this ideologically motivated company for years, right? Mm-hmm. The first I would say the first half of their like existence was them being like, oh yeah, we're just gonna do dope shit and like try and change the world and all that, you know all those lies that you usually hear from like tech companies. And then after a while, I think um, like what happens to most places, uh, people end up seeing the money and they end up becoming extremely profit motivated. And once decisions that made sense from an ideological standpoint, no longer make sense from a business standpoint. And I don't even think it's about like Google losing out to a, a Chinese tech company. Cause it's, they already have right. Like, American companies don't don't succeed in Asia, which is fine, mind you, right? <laughs> but Google is is a public company, right? It is it has shareholders, right? Uh, and they are accountable to those shareholders more than anybody, really. Uh, and this is an untapped market, right? China is a huge market, right? And they have there is a demand for Google services in China, no doubt, right? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure there is there's, there's a demand for Google services in China. And, uh, and shareholders are like, why are we not, why are we basically leaving money at the table? Uh, like, sort of like, I would imagine like the internal discussions, uh, like, why are we not going to China? Why are we not making that money that we could be making? Uh, that's that, right? It's, it's a financial thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it is, it is a fine, they're like, they are financially motivated to do it. But at the same time, I think that also, um, I think the same people who made the decision to pull out of China are no longer the people making the decision to come back into it, right? Like, it's it's probably a different run of executives. Well, at least at the top, we know it is. And, and like, I, I, don't, I don't think the rationale of why Google's deciding to do this is really that important outside of, like, there might be another reason besides, oh, they want money. But it's at the core reason is that their shareholders see this untapped profit and want them to go chase it. What I think is more interesting about this is how much internally people are raising hell about it yes um, we, i added so we, have, uh, we have two two more links which two i just links, added yeah. that you might have not seen in our uh, yeah i just saw notes. them yeah yeah one is that um google employees have raised more than two hundred thousand in pledges for a strike fund 
and they're organizing against it with listservs and Google Forms. <laughs> listservs is the so Mail, people, people lists. Oh, yeah, let's point mailing this out. Lists. People want to people want to take take shits on email all the time, but uh, it's it's a good way to organize, bro. I'm telling you, you unionize with listservs. Yeah. Uh, get 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 GNU mailman uh, up up and running on your server. Get GNUnionized. Oh my god, you're banned! You're banned from podcasting forever. Uh, but yes, uh, Google employees are organizing. Right, Google employees are going public. Right, uh, like they they, have, they they like nearly like a thousand employees have signed one of the two letters. Right, and they included their uh, name and job title, so they're not anonymous. Right, uh, so. Uh, but I like labor laws in California, I think, offer, like the article says they offer some, some level of protection for like this kind of, uh, public, uh, sort of, uh, stand, right? But, you know, that's, uh, that's like the, that's the, the nicer thing about this is that since Google's in California and California are, is one of the few states that remain that, um, starting a union isn't an immediate no-go. Like there's still barriers yeah. to it, right? It's not like, yeah, definitely. like there's yeah. been hits towards, um, you know, labor laws, but in California, you could still start a union and not have it be a total shit show, like say versus Florida, which it gives me hope about this because I, I think the story is moving less from, Oh, why is Google doing this more to, what what is going to happen inside Google to combat this, right? Because on a core level, I don't think Google being in China is a bad thing. Maybe like I don't know. Like I I I don't know enough about that market to judge, right? Like I don't like we could speculate all day about like is it good for the Chinese people to have Google or not? But I would rather I would rather listen to the perspective of people who live in China, people who have lived in China, and what they have to say with it, right? Because there's a whole there's we could there's, we could just sit on our armchair, right, and we can discourse all day about this is good or not. But yeah, we can armchair this all day, and uh, yeah, we can armchair like there's a certain level of uh, I feel like uh, Western liberal smugness, right? Uh, like a little bit of a like like neoliberal uh, sort of bias and like sort of uh it's the same thing as a facebook's free basics program right where facebook is like oh these companies these countries they need facebook they need free internet access to access facebook because according to our american playbook we can just take over this market and they, they they need it instead of maybe a company or a service that is local and local to how people live over there right because at the end of the day it's um it's always I'm so sorry for chat app discoursing, but it comes back to chat apps, right? <laughs> it always comes back. It, to chat apps. it comes yeah. back to chat apps because Asian countries, right? Like I have friends in Korea, and like Kakao has like an Uber competitor, right? And yes. like yep. she was yep. like, "My wife was telling me, she was like, oh yeah, we just like instead of like Uber, I just use like this Kakao app to order a taxi back to my place the other day, and like that's a chat app, right? And that's a whole different way of like computing, and so and. That's why I don't know when these American companies come over there. Like, if Google comes over there and Google launches a censored search engine, like, does it matter? Is that really what people want? Like, if everyone's yeah, using that's, WeChat that's, that's and they're using good, like yeah. um, Weibo, uh, like Weibo, Weibo, yeah, Weibo, uh, yeah. and they're like using Alibaba and they use all of those services already. What is Google going to offer? I think maybe in like places like Hong Kong, you might have more of openness towards it. But if everyone's on WeChat and like everything integrates with WeChat and all the Android phones over there are running Xiaomi's own software or yes. Huawei's yes, without, own without software. Google right? apps. Yeah. Yeah. Without Google apps at this point. Uh, like it's, there's just going to be like, it's going to be a foreign entrance to a market. And 
Google could try and like brute force the companies, but I don't think I don't think the I don't think the Chinese government is going to appreciate you know uh, an American company coming in and trying to strong arm their own existing companies into playing yes, nice with them. You're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, uh, it's, I would I would not be surprised if like uh, high level government and uh, like executives at like high level uh, like high big Chinese tech firms are probably not pleased uh, at this point, right? Uh, they probably thought the market was theirs and, uh, and Google was not interested. Uh, but you know, uh, so that's, that's a good thing. Uh, uh, also, uh, fuck yeah, organized, organized labor. Organized. Yes, please. Yes. Uh, organized like Google employees organizing is, is a good, is a good, good start. Uh, we need to see more of that across, across the tech industry, right? Uh, like it all sorts of like well like Silicon Valley like like t- tech industry in general mm-hmm. needs to unionize more. Uh, so that's sort of like the so the Google story, right? Uh, this the, 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 please do read the Intercept article. It, it is a good article. Uh, it goes into a fair bit of detail. Uh, so we have some games stories, uh, some small ones really. Uh, well, this one of this is small. Uh, the Valve's new uh steam revenue uh agreement uh which which gives uh, a bigger cut to game developers right uh so uh so this is happening right and so this is this is a this is an interesting change because i think uh i mentioned earlier to christian uh before is that uh steam has lost some big players over the years. Uh, like, uh, they lost EA a while back, right? EA puts all their games now on their own distribution service, which is Origin, uh, on PC. Uh, as well as re- more recently, uh, Activision, uh, put the latest called Duty Game, which was massively successful on Battle.net, right? It's not on Steam. So you, you're getting all these huge games, like, you know, Fortnite is obviously not on Steam. Uh, you, you have all these, Big, big games that are not on Steam. Uh, and I think this is one way to, uh, incentivize more people to come to Steam and stay on Steam, right? Uh, this is, this is, I would imagine, like, just, just like a thing, like, this is a change, like, after, like, this is probably the most substantial change in, like, the 15 years that, uh, Steam has been around, right? It's like, it is it is a thing that's happening because I think Valve is slowly I think start like the dragon is I think uh, half awake right you know I I, I refer I refer to Valve as a dragon because it, it hoards a lot of money and sits on it right uh, and it's a private company and it's very private uh, we don't hear leaks and whatnot right uh, so so that the, the dragon I think is, is is half awake at this point and is starting to move. Uh, so we have we have these changes. I mean, I I think this is a good change because um so my take on digital storefronts has always been that uh I think that the 30% cut that uh Apple, Google, and Microsoft take is actually a lot. It's far more um it's far more than likely what they need to cover the costs of operating that storefront, especially especially when when Google and Microsoft don't actually police their stores at all. And, you know, so much like malware and adware and like just bad shit gets on the Windows store and the Play store. So they're most I don't what do you like you're paying the team that makes the uh, 
that makes the apps. You're paying the team that runs the backend service to ensure downloads are good. And that's about it. Um, anything else is just per profit at that point. And I've always felt like they're more than enough covering their asses in terms of operating costs. Yeah, it's it's about revenue, really. Yeah, so I, I've always felt like if they should, um, especially, especially when they're a monopoly, right? Like the only way to get UWP apps on Windows is through the Windows Store. And yes, for someone asked me, I know you can download them from online, but like you can kind of sign load them, but like at the same time, like it's it's de facto ways. Uh, you don't get all the APIs when you sideload them, right? Like in-app purchases, all of that stuff. To get the premier Windows experience, you need to be installed and, and distributed through the Windows Store. Yes. To be the premier yep. Android yep. experience, you need to be installed and ran and distributed app. through the Play Store, right? Like even I, Android apps are not second class citizens on Android. But they don't have access to you. You can't do like certain in-app purchases and all that sort of stuff. So there's some APIs you just don't get access to if you're not distributed to the Play Store because you're not going through Google Play services, which is good or bad, you know, depending on who you're talking to. But in terms of like the raw feature set available, you're still at a you're at more of a loss than if you were than you were ran through the Play Store. And of course, on iOS and now Mac OS to an extent, since you have to do signing of your app through Apple, that's they're 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 obviously the main gatekeeper there. So it's like. You can only get your app through us, but we're also going to take 30% of your profit because it's our store, but like that's the only store, right? You can't, we can't compete and run another store. This is why there's yeah. actually um, a lawsuit going on right now against Apple, yes. a class uh, we, action we're not one. Ta- I don't think we're going to talk about that in detail this week, but, but I think uh, it's important is... to bring up in the, you know, in the yes, context yeah. of the discussion because yeah. it was basically the class action lawsuits that like Apple has monopoly on apps or, or an app distribution on iOS. And like, you may be thinking, well, it's their platform. Of course they do. But at the same time, right? It's, their platform but the software is not made by them right like yeah that, the, uh, i think that is like like, like my cool new game argument. that i just made and put on the app store right it's not made by apple but i can only go through them and that harms like consumers right because if apple say says want to go to a 60 percent revenue cut so what are you going to do stop putting your app on the app store you're going to so many of all the ios users are going to stop you know distributing apps to them no and that's the problem it's the same thing with Steam, because while while Valve's reducing this, they're only reducing it because at least on Windows we now, you know, as much as much as I want to say that Discord making a games market is actually <laughs> why. No, like, I don't LOI, think Discord is the issue. But, like, I Discord, think, I don't, but no, but I'm saying like that's I, a no, no, no. What do you mean? Valve has been Valve is aware that Discord is a threat. The new Steam chat system is a rip of it. I mean, they're, they're aware of it, but it's it. I don't think it is the biggest threat they're like they're concerned with right? no they're getting uh, squeezed they're, a little bit right i don't think it's i think valve right now is trying to preemptively jump being like a, a, having someone putting an iron grip on them piece of discord entering the market um with the expansion of itch for indies right like most a lot of indies just go on itch nowadays and um while gog is transphobic trash it's still a marketplace people buy games from and it's just the fact that valve seeing this marketplace open up and microsoft now pushing UWP games far more than they usually do. Yeah, so um, uh, Valve is feeling it, right? Valve is feeling the what happens when you have competition, right? What uh, like they have to innovate, uh, they have to be more competitive. They can't just be the dragon sitting on, uh, sitting on a pile of gold and be asleep. Uh, so like. So there, yeah, like the big publishers, big AAA publishers are like making their own distribution platforms on PC, right? Like everyone has their own launcher now. Like Bethesda has their own fucking launcher. Is it uh, as buggy as the games? Yeah, yeah, I heard. I hear it's pretty buggy. Uh, so. 
<laughs> I mean, all like all these launchers when they first come out are pretty buggy. Uh, I think like Uplay was pretty rough when it first came out. Uh, Assassin's Creed Two, uh, like Origin is still pretty buggy. It's it's much better than it used to be, but it's still buggy. Uh, so everybody has their own. Like all the AAA publishers have their own launcher, uh, and or or maybe want to build their own launchers. So. This is just one way to like get those like those 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 are like the whales, right? Those are the valves whales because uh because those are the things that bring in the most money, right? Like your small indie game not being on Steam is not a big deal as much as the the next Call of Duty game not being on Steam, right? Like that is not even close to the amount of money uh that we're talking about here. It's millions of dollars at stake. Uh so so yeah, like that that is that is the story. Uh for Valve's new Steam revenue agreement. Uh, so with our next, next next story is this is very gamer, right? Uh, this is extremely gamer, but I think this is a gamer. Uh, so the title, uh, Fortnite Star Ninja, uh, Ninja's first EDM album, uh, includes an amazing new uh, Taiko track, and and believe me, the Taiko track is actually pretty good. Uh, it's called it's called Jerry. Uh, it's available on streaming services as well as on uh, on the link. It's, there's a YouTube, there's YouTube uh, embeds in the uh, in the article, uh, and there's also two other tracks, right? One by Alesso. Uh It's a more Alesso is a more traditional, sort of big room uh, EDM uh, style track called Tilted Towers, obviously named uh, after after the uh, region in in the map, right? In, in Fortnite, uh, and uh, Last but not least is uh, a track by Three Law featuring Ninja himself uh, called Game Time, which is a hype track. Like it is like it builds up uh, like into a hype. Uh, it, like you'd put it at the beginning of of your playlist, right, uh, to get you hyped up. Uh, so I mean, these are pretty like like these are not like anything special, but like uh, like all right music. Uh, like a lot of gaming music, like stuff like this is usually kind of bad, but like this is. Actually, all right, because it's made by people who know how to make music, right? Uh, and so, surprisingly, uh, surprise—I mean, surprisingly, no one. Ninja decided not to work with any women for this project. Is that—is that a thing that we should be talking about? Do, do we know? Like, do you not Ninja, remember? Like, he said a while back that he doesn't want to like play games of female streamers oof, because oof, because uh, he said oof. that he doesn't want rumors or drama to start. He wants to protect them. There's like some bullshit about that. That sounds a bit paternal. Pater, paternalistic. Yeah, he's like, oh, uh, yeah, I don't want rumors about us dating the papa. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, and I mean, like, like you are like, no. who cares? Like, you're a big streamer. Who cares? There's always going to be rumors. Like, that's not like a thing that you, like, at a certain level, there's always going to be rumors about you, right? Like, that's not like a. Yeah, no, no, that's just, I, that's, that's where that joke comes from because uh, I don't think okay. Ninja's canceled, but um, he's and on, I don't he's think on, Ninja, he's yeah, on the watch I, list. I don't know enough about Ninja to cancel him anyway, uh, but. I I don't watch Ninja, so I don't I don't even know what his streams are like or what sort um, of content. I mean, it is um so Ninja is what I call advertiser friendly content. Ah, very safe and sanitized. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, yeah, that I mean at, at that level, I think that makes sense. Uh, like when you're that big, I think there's a certain level of uh, sanitization uh, that goes on, which is unfortunate, but uh, that's, that's how that is. So that's those are gaming related stories. We have one one last story that this this is all Chosa's because uh, uh, Chosa wants to talk about media stuff. Uh, so Chosa, go ahead. Okay, so Rookie Magazine is a mag that uh, 
I've read periodically throughout the years. I remember one of my favorite series by theirs was, I think it was Ask an Adult. I believe that was Rookies because they had run the jewels one time. And it was just more of like, it was a magazine geared towards teens, um, young adults, right? It'd be like fashion, you know, pop culture, but then also um, pretty good takes on, you know, social justice and all of that stuff. You know, like it was, I think, I think for like, for what we'd want a white ran like leftist leaning progressive magazine to be rookie hit the line of being good for and like informational and also not too white in terms of like in terms of just like being putting being put off to people of color right and and other and other folks in that space i think rookie magazine was intersectional in it wasn't always perfect, right? But Rookie Mag was intersectional enough, and it was one of the better um, media outlets to come out, right? Because I know, I know, since I want to say not since since like we had like the rise of Gawker a couple years back, right? Like Gawker and its peak, and then afterwards, like once it started going through those legal trials, you had a bunch of other new media, you know, women led, um, white feminists, you know, places pop up, and those rags were fine to an extent, but they tended to to push like extremely extremely white views of how of social justice right and not be as intersectional as they could have been and a lot of them have folded recently um recent there's a uh place called mike and they sold to bustle because they had one rev main revenue source which was a facebook watch deal which fell apart as facebook did not want to renew the contract and so they fired everyone there um although i've heard a couple through the through the leaves on a couple of twitter threads that mike was also not a great workplace but from what i've never heard anything bad about rookie and i i'm sure there's been like you know some problematic stuff to come up there but they've had six-year run and they're now shutting down because they can't make any money that's financially unsustainable and that's the the problem with a lot of media these days right like yes, yeah, yeah. making content is hard it's yeah. expensive mm-hmm. and no one wants to pay for it and mind yep. you yeah. to the people out there listening who are like well you know like i work like a shitty job and i don't like i have bills to pay before i, I can pay for media like i don't actually think you're like the, the the people that this conversation is geared towards because for for a while there are a lot of folks who are in poverty like there's a lot of folks who just can't pay for media because hey that, that four bucks a month could buy you some food instead there are a bunch of people who you know just like uber everywhere have that disposable income and make enough where uh paying for a couple of subscriptions to media outlets wouldn't actually matter to them in terms of the money no, they make no, and yeah, yeah. Uh, i think that it's more towards those folks those folks just don't want to pay for media for whatever reason and they probably don't even consider it yes yeah that's, that's and it's it. like i don't know like I, I just get disappointed because it's like if if we just like say let's take Bassam for example, if we just gave all of the poor folks on there writing really good shit and making good shit like money to just do that, the world objectively would be better, right? Like we would have better discourses and better content, and we would have like we would have really dope shit, but we don't because they have to like worry about eating first before they make their stuff, and. I don't know. I just get I just get more sad about it. Like it's like more depressing than anything because it's like we could have places like Vox and The Verge and all of these places that uh slyly put in, you know, sponsored content and 
um, you know, brand deals all the time, right? Like you're watching like, and you know what's even worse about this? Like YouTube, right? All the YouTubers who never disclose that they have like dbrand deals or anything like that, right? And none of, and you know, you can't tell what's been paid for or what's been actually like, you know, what's actually like editorial content. And some channels are better than other, right? Like Linus Tech Tips is better than MKBHD because MKBHD will never tell you that dbrand has sponsored his video in the video itself, which I hope, I think probably is an FTC violation. Should be. He, he probably haven't mentioned it somewhere. Like in, you're supposed maybe. to mention it, but a lot of YouTubers just don't, right? And they just yeah. like be like, oh, like it's kind of. You know, I, don't, I don't think but, MKBHD is violating the FTC because I think MKBHD is too big for that. Like if he violates that, that's a very noticeable violation. No, I don't of, think. I don't think he discloses his D brand sponsorships only in the description, but not in the video itself. Which I okay, think the description is enough. I think that's that's probably why legally it it's enough, but morally it's not. No, no, I don't yeah, think like, right, illegally yeah, yeah. it is, but like morally, you should have a you should have a disclaimer of text on the video. You should say, "Oh, hey, this is sponsored by D Brand," and you should have like all three of those. It's not just you put in the disclaimer at the very bottom and some small text, and fuck it, it's good enough, right? And when people try to make content that is more genuine and you know not all ad funded and is you know like honest, honest content, right? Like people are being like emotionally honest. They're being like, um like critically honest like the words are honest like they just don't get rewarded for it and they end up getting shut down because honesty does not sell well to advertisers and that's <laughs> yeah, that's like not. that's always been my problem with this yeah. i i don't know i'm just gonna sit here and yell that more people should pay for media if you can uh because there's a lot of you out there who totally can and just don't or don't want yeah. to yeah. and don't um, even consider it really. i mean yeah. like cool that's the reason that, you know, uh, Fox News and CNN and cable news make so much money. <laughs> like, 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 genuinely, like, maybe that's a hot take. Maybe I'm slapping someone in the face right now. But um, do you know no. what do you know what happens when um, people just want sensationalized content for free and don't want to pay for it and yeah, clickbait, and, yeah. and just let and just like get caught in the trap of watching stuff that like or reading things that is just like engineered to to grab their attention and isn't honest at all it's just like is this honest in everything yeah yeah like a lot of psychological tricks uh and like media literacy is probably not great uh i don't know like generally speaking like i, I it's hard to generalize like something like media literacy because it's a very vague concept uh but Although like, actually, maybe maybe the Fox News example is a bad one because Fox News is actually going to probably launch their own streaming service, and I'm willing to bet that people will pay for that. So I don't oh know. I don't know. Maybe everything's fucked, but I want to believe that it isn't, <sighs> and I want to believe that um, all the poor people out there and like marginalized folks and black folks and like gay people who just want to make like dope media could and can and hopefully yeah. would be able to pay their bills with it. But like that's yeah. farther yeah. farther seeming to be the actual case. Yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah, without ads, it's sad. Uh, Ads have their own uh, drawbacks. And even uh, then, right? It's like, if it's not just ads, you're also on YouTube and you have to play by YouTube's rules. And yes. And yep. while sometimes that's good, other times it's like, I'm now updating my vi- my video's thumbnail for the fifth time this week because shrug algorithm changes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're at the mercy of the algorithm. Uh, and that does not feel good. Uh, that does not feel for good, no matter how big you are or how small you are. Like even, even big, big, big YouTubers complain about uh, algorithm changes because it is fickle. Uh, so yeah, it's like, all, that is, yeah. it's all, it's all it's a, a shit fucking show. mess. Yeah. yeah. It's a shit show. Uh, media is, is, it's, it's the eternal thing where it's like, having media that is funded by ads is not necessarily a terrible thing. 
right? Like a media for a long time has been funded by ads, right? Like, uh, like well, more recently, like the so television and like radio. Well, well, so let's say if you look at like journalism and all of that, right? Like big newspapers way back when, right? Like I'm talking like, you know, back when like yeah, 1800s, 1900s, you know, when it was just like, you're only human if you're a white person, right? Like back in those days, uh-huh. those were all funded by rich people. Like uh, okay. it was, that's, that's it patronage, was, right? yeah, that's more like yeah, folks with money paid sense. to, for the, for the newspapers to be ran because they, A, thought it was a good idea to have a press but also be at the same time wanted a platform to push their own views and they had the yes, funds to do that exactly. from some yeah, other way they, they had the resources to create their own platform exactly and uh, we like reached a certain point with the internet where like this the content creation started to become far more widespread and far more commonplace for like people who aren't specialized or who aren't privileged I've, enough I've, to make content and now we're I've, reaching a point where it's like getting harder again because you can make shit but hey you're working a shitty job that pays you, you know, shit wages. You know, you know what happened was was the distribution method became sort of democratized, but the pay, like the the financial side of it, like the sustainable like growth and uh, pro- uh, sustainable sort of uh, models of of uh, building media companies never caught up. Like we never caught up. We never got beyond the ad funded thing, right? Really, like, like, really, we did not. Like, it is like Patreon is a thing, but Patreon is barely a thing. Patreon's a band aid for a, for a wider problem. Yeah, yeah, it is. Also, uh, um, if anyone uh, responds to us with anything mentioning the words blockchain, Bitcoin, or crypto, oh god, I, I'm, I'm, I'm exactly there. We go. I, I'm because none you of those in my fucking spam folder. <laughs> none of those are uh, the solution to this problem. No, it is not. It is not the solution because those are those are just. Just like that is not like I, I don't even know how that would be a solution. Uh, like that is not even close to being the solution. That just makes it you just have more problems. Uh, like we we never caught up. Like with the, the the we we made the distribution platform. We we have the internet. We have WordPress. We have we have uh, cheap uh, web hosting. We have platforms that people can build we have the sort of the general accessibility of html css and javascript but uh we never built the sort of foundational uh models that that would sustain them long term right uh like sort of like talking like it's not even just financial but like maintaining a service long term uh is is tiring and like can lead to burnout and like that is a thing that that happens uh, we ha- we don't have the necessary uh, sort of foundational uh, structures for that. Uh, I think at this point, uh, I think we're not going to talk about that this week because we're already you know uh, pretty long at this point. But the NPM story is probably something we're going to talk about at some point. I think it is probably on the docket for next week. Uh, mm. uh, but yeah, that is a, that is a good to- that is a good way to segue from this episode to another episode. That's a good segue. Uh, so yeah, uh, I don't even know how to end this, but yeah, uh, well, uh, it's just like overall, um, you know, I want everyone to make things. I think that making things for yourself is just like personally fulfilling, and even if it's like doodling or like just like writing some words out, like it's not the quality that matters, right? It's just the fact that you are creating. I feel like humans are like a creative species. Um, but it's also bullshit that um, we're never given the resources to do so unless we were uh, like born white with money. And I have no real solutions to that besides no, like, yeah, like, there's there's no, no, I have like no, no real actual either. solutions to that. 
But yeah. I guess we can just express solidarity for everyone who's been laid off over, uh, well, all the freelancers who've never been paid, to all of the people who have been laid off from their media jobs, to all the game developers who have been fired uh, as they're getting paid to get relocated around the country because their game studio ran out of money, to all the game developers who suffer through crunch, to all of the programmers who are having to work on bullshit projects like Dragonfly. Um, yeah, you know, like, uh, your, your labor matters, but, um, the companies you work for are not appreciative of it. So fuck them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's the, that's the gist of the podcast. I think the dragonfly thing and this thing as well. Uh, and with that, I think we're going to end the podcast. We, uh, can be found as always, uh, two shades of brown.com as, uh, also you can contact us, contact at two shades of brown.com and please don't spam us. Uh, it is. It is not. Uh, it's not great to wake up to spam in your inbox. Uh, and also great. spam that doesn't want to stop. And um, yeah, that's, see, that's, if you're going to spam us, at least the program you're using to automatically send out emails, at least put our, at least fill it in with our right information instead of sending me a link to another blog yep, that I another, never, another website that, that I never made spamming. any post on. That 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 you 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 were going to spam, but you fucked up and you you email us instead uh so that's uh, that's great uh please don't do that please please email us constructive uh, feedback or maybe just you know questions uh concerns or you know if you just want to talk about i don't know hashtag gamer uh rog republic of gamer things i don't even know you know just send uh, me an email of your favorite anime not yeah, like yeah, not, not not the actual anime itself, you know. I don't want to get DCM made, but um, <laughs> the title <laughs> of your favorite anime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put, just put a put a magnet link in the bottom or something. Oh my That's god, no, stop! <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Where's don't send us where's. Uh, keep that to yourself. But uh, with that, goodbye. I also I forgot. To, I, uh, before wow, I wow, wow, yes, I, wow! I don't exist Christian, online go. apparently. I'm I am ephemeral. <laughs> You can you can find me on uh, Mastodon at Josephine at ten forward dot social. And until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.